Welcome to the official Brandon Ritchie Substack Podcast episode. Today's date is July the 3rd, 2023, the day before Independence Day, the country's birthday. And we're going to make it a special one uh, with today's episode. We're going to dive in to a very interesting topic. In fact, the title of today's show is going to be Equilibrium. Okay, and what I want to explore here is what does that mean, first of all? Secondly, what is society's most dangerous addiction? And thirdly, how do cats factor in to all of this? I'm going to be diving in and answering all these questions and clearing this all up, and it's going to be very interesting. Uh, before I do, though, if you are a first-time listener, please make sure that you go to brandonritchie.substack.com and subscribe as a free member so that you can get updates on all the free content, which would include this very episode and others, uh, as well as if you want to uh, support an, an anti-administrative state media, an alternative media a freedom first media, one that believes in the freedoms that we all have and in pushing out the message of freedom as an alternative platform, then you can also become a paid member or pay subscriber. All you got to do is scroll down there below the Substack, uh, below the fold there, and you can see the uh, opt-in box and you can get either a membership for yourself or if you have uh, friends, colleagues, that you want to treat with such a thing or expose them to an interesting show, then you can buy them a gift subscription or gift them a subscription, if you will, as a paid member as well. And this paid subscription is how you know that uh, I'm working for you. And uh, I'm going to be, if you like the uh, the message and you want to support an alternative platform, then that's the way to do it. And I think that subscription base is one of the best ways to do that in today's world. In addition to that, you can also listen to this show on alternative platforms such as Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, Spotify, uh, all of those, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you would, if you would on those platforms as well, uh, write a review, or if you're on Spotify, for instance, hit the follow button and take about two seconds to give the show a five-star rating to help propel the show in those algorithms on those on those alternative platforms uh, in, in order to, um, to push the show ahead and to help me circumvent a problem that I've been facing with this platform, which is censorship and suppression of information. Uh, in addition to that, if you are the first time here for the first time, the tagline or the mission of this show, uh, the tagline, the mission statement is that this show serves as a map for helping you and those around you to be a zenith during chaotic times. And that zenith means I want you at your peak. I want you at your tip top. And with my background as a business owner and having been a professional fitness and strength coach in the fitness industry now for 20 years, uh, I understand very much what it takes to help people to be a zenith in terms of their physical makeup as well as their psychological makeup because when it comes to optimizing the body and optimizing the mind, it's a mental and physical journey. And so I'm here to help to bring that into focus. And I also have a very, uh, you know, a very, I'm a student of history, a very big interest in philosophy and geopolitics, culture, um, all of these things as they funnel down into us as individuals. And it's how those things funnel down into you and to I as an individual as to what I'm doing to explore these things here on this show so that we can help people to be a zenith during chaotic times. So on that note, 
I want to get into today's article audio readout. And again, please make sure in order for this show to grow and exist that you become a force multiplier. So make sure if you like this episode, uh, share out the link, share out the show, uh, tell the family and friends about it, and we can kick off this uh, Freedom First uh, here and make this July 4th holiday a very special one, one that has impact. All right. So the title of today's show, Equilibrium. Preface. Quote, Why do they call it rush hour when nothing moves? End quote. Robin Williams. <laughs> I thought that quote by Robin Williams here was the perfect leadoff for today's article podcast. Although the humor in Robin's quote is admittedly very clever, it is so because it's true. The direction I want to take today's discussion is going to be one that examines the possibilities and reasons as to why people can have such varied reactions to their respective environments and why they interpret things the way they do. It seems to me that human nature and the individual response it produces when one responds to their respective environment varies because of the mindset of the individual. However, in life, we all have struggles, setbacks, hardships, and shortfalls. But given this reality of life, how is it that we all deal with these things so differently as individuals? I'm going to attempt to explore the reason for this in today's episode And this is going to be a deeper journey into why there is an objective reality and an absolute truth to life, which has been an issue that has been twisted in today's postmodern society. To grasp this, you must first understand that reality is distorted every day with the crime syndicate of narrative, which influences how people think, view, and react to the world. This is one of the big reasons why people differ in their responses to their environment, and I'm going to examine this a a little closer in today's episode. Heading, Schrodinger's Cat and Reality Resolving Itself. In 1935, there was what some would say was an evil thought experiment that was devised by two of the most respected physicists of our time, Albert Einstein and Erwin Schrodinger, had a discussion and came up with what is now known as the Schrodinger's Cat Experiment. This particular experiment was devised directly to explain the misinterpretations of quantum mechanics at the time. Now, full disclosure, quantum mechanics is not my line of country, but I do understand the concept here, or at least I can try. Just trust me on this one because you're going to be shocked and a bit confused by this if you're not already familiar with the concept, and I can tell you that this particular thought experiment is going to bend your minds, so take a second to buckle in. The experiment was set up something like this. There is a completely sealed box that is impervious to any observation from the outside world. Inside that box, you have a cat, a Geiger counter, some radioactive material, a mechanical hammer, and a vial of poison. Okay, now this is where it starts getting really interesting. If the Geiger counter detects any radioactive material from a single atom decaying within the box, then the mechanical hammer is then triggered, which in turn smashes the vial of poison, theoretically killing the cat inside the box. However, the Copenhagen interpretation of this states that after a while, and until an observation is made, that the cat is both alive and dead simultaneously. Yes, you heard that correctly. I did say alive and dead at the same time. Source, One Dream Daily. 
Essentially, this is pointing to when quantum superposition ends and reality collapses into one possibility or the other. I know you're probably sitting there wondering, how is this possible? Trust me, this is a little mind-bender for me as well, but I believe the premise of this is that essentially the definition of superposition involves the ability of quantum of a quantum system to exist in multiple states at the same time until there is some sort of measured observation. Source, Wikipedia. Again, I'm not a physicist, and if I have any physis, physicists listening, I apologize ahead of time if I miss the mark on my interpretation of this, but I think I'm pretty close. However, in my interpretation, I believe the superposition is achieved in the quantum event such as Schrodinger's cat, and when an observation is made, then at this point superposition ends, and the single reality of our cat here resolves into being either dead or alive upon making that observation. Also, understand that this was a thought, of, thought experiment by Einstein and Schrodinger, not meant to actually be used on cats, but was more aimed at illustrating realities and probabilities. So why did I take the time to cover quantum mechanics in the thought experiment of Schrodinger's cat here for you? Once again, we establish with that experiment how reality is resolved when the observation is made, and this brings me up to the point of human nature in terms of how people choose to deal with conflict to achieve or fail to achieve balance or equilibrium within the state of their own lives and by extension within the state of society as a whole. Heading the Modern Destructive Addiction to Copium Once again, with the physical world comparison using Schrodinger's cat, the entire concept revolves around physical reality and the decision of non-observance or observance of that which results in that physical reality. That non-observance portion of Schrodinger's cat is the thing I want to hone in on for the sake of this discussion. In the details of of this thought experiment in concerning a quantum event in which the observance of the cat causes the superposition, superposition to collapse resulting in an observable reality, we can then make the determination of whether the cat is dead or alive. But until then, it is said that the cat is both alive and dead at the same time. Given this knowledge, perhaps we could take Schrodinger's cat and expand the non-observance or observance portion of that experiment out to society at large and ask the question of who actually or who is actually willing to make the observation and who isn't based on the fear of facing reality. Now, unless you've lived under a rock for the past three years or you happen to be an individual who doesn't want to observe and accept reality, then you would not know, understand, or even be in a position to accept what reality is in the first place, particularly as it applies to the events of the physical world. In this scenario, the old saying that ignorance is bliss may be something that people who refuse to face reality subscribe to in life. However, with the past three years, this would prove to be an absurd approach in life because at the end of the day, somebody is going to make the observation that the cat is dead, fundamentally speaking. Once that observation is made, there's no superposition involved here, but rather a reality that you will not be able to ignore forever because it will force you to face it. This notion that not knowing or refusing to face a difficult reality in today's society is the problem with today's society. This problem is a societal addiction, and that is simply what is referred to as a widespread copium addiction. Of course, the implication here is that copium is an imaginary opiate that gives people the energy to deny reality when they consume it. In short, copium is slang for the coping mechanisms that people will use to simply ignore reality, 
or more specifically, difficult realities. Besides apathy, one such coping mechanism that is very dangerous when it comes to not wanting to face reality is the Pollyanna Principle. The Pollyanna Principle is the tendency for people to remember pleasant items and or circumstances from their lives more accurately than unpleasant circumstances. In the case of Pollyanna, the research has shown that at the subconscious level, the mind tends to want to focus on the optimistic, while at the conscious level, it will tend to bring focus onto the negative, source Wikipedia. People who engage in Pollyannish thinking tend to suffer from positive positivity bias, which results in three ideas of thought processes consisting of positive illusions, self-deception, and optimism. There are many problems associated with Pollyanna. In 1978, Margaret Matlin and David Stain described the Pollyanna profile or personality archetype as people who tend to fail to recognize what is unpleasant and threatening than what is pleasant and safe in life due to them overexposing themselves to positive stimuli while avoiding negative stimuli. Source, Wikipedia. So when looking at the Pollyanna Principle, it's easy to see how this would not only impact the lives of individuals, but it's a huge problem for society at large. Such a coping mechanism is just as bad and dangerous as apathy when trying to communicate the severity of something that's threatening and that could be developing within a society such as the infiltration of a communist revolution or the rise of a dictatorship that would eventually extinguish the Pollyanna principle along with a person who suffers from its psychological grip. As such, I find myself asking the question of, how does society fix this problem if these people only want to acknowledge positive stimuli and ignore negative stimuli that are real? Well, I'm no psychologist, but perhaps the answer lies within the idea of blending the two, where the real-life example of adversity, setbacks, unpleasant outcomes are all met by the will of individuals who triumph over their negative situations by facing their problems head-on. A key phrase in that last sentence was facing their problems head-on. In short, individuals and society need to accept the call for their hero's journey. Heading Real Perseverance Through Facing Reality Prepare yourself because the following story will relay my point of facing reality and it will get your heart pumping and your blood flowing here before the July 4th holiday. Many years ago, there was a young boy that grew up on a sharecropper's farm in Hunt County, Texas. His father deserted the family, so this young boy had to help raise his 11 brothers and sisters and he had to drop out of the fifth grade in order to earn money picking cotton to do so. This young boy's mother would end up dying when he was 16, and he had to watch his brothers and sisters get shipped off to the orphanage or to other relatives shortly thereafter. Seeking an escape, the boy decided to enlist in the Army in 1942, and he even falsified his birth certificate to say he was 18, even though he was only 17 years of age. Following basic training, he was assigned to the 15th Regiment, 3rd Infantry Division in North Africa. When he first encountered combat in July of 1943, during the invasion of Sicily, he proved himself to be a proficient marksman and a highly skilled combat soldier. He found himself landing in Salerno, Italy, to fight in the Voltuno River Campaign, and then again found himself at Anzio to be a part of the Allied force that had to fight and muscle its way all the way to Rome. 
Throughout these campaigns, this now young man continued to prove himself and his skills earned him big advancements in rank out of sheer attrition because many of his superior officers would end up experiencing transfers. They would be wounded or even killed. After the capture of Rome in 1944, our young warrior would earn his first decoration for gallantry. Not long after he was withdrawn from Italy to be trained for Operation Anvil Dragoon with the invasion of southern France that would begin on August 15, 1944. During this grind involving seven weeks of fighting, this ended up being a successful campaign. However, our warrior friend's division would suffer 4,500 casualties, but he would still become one of the most decorated men in this campaign. However, there was an even bigger storm to come for our warrior friend on the horizon. On January 26, 1945, near the village of Holtzvere in eastern France, our warrior and his company's positions came under fierce attack by the Germans. At this point, our friend and his men were faced against an overwhelming force and an onslaught of six panzer tanks and 250 infantrymen. Our brave warrior ordered his men to fall back to better their defenses. It was a it was at this point that our warrior demonstrated a level of courage and intestinal fortitude that all the rest of us can learn a valuable lesson from when facing down difficult realities. All alone, our heroic warrior immediately went into action and climbed up on top of a burning tank destroyer and like a scene out of the movie Rambo or Inglorious Bastards, proceeded to lock and load a single 50 caliber machine gun and lay down heavy fire against the invasion aggressively contesting the enemy's advance. Our friend was wounded in the leg during this exchange of heavy fire, but he continued to show relentless aggression towards the Germans and would remain at his post, raining down hell on the enemy, keeping the barrel of the 50 caliber machine gun running hot as thousands of rounds were cycling out of the smoking barrel towards the enemy as he stood his ground atop a burning tank against the German forces for nearly an hour. This resulted in our warriors successfully repelling the attack of German soldiers, despite overwhelming odds on three sides while single-handedly killing 50 of them. His courageous actions and performance completely stalled the German advance. This ultimately allowed him to lead his men in the counterattack, which ultimately drove the enemy from Holtzfeer, for this, our warrior friend was awarded the Medal of Honor, the United States' highest award for gallantry in, it, in action, which ultimate, would ultimately lead to the growing legend of our warrior friend's life experience. By the end of World War II, this warrior had become one of the nation's most decorated soldiers, earning an unparalleled 28 medals, including three from France and one from Belgium. Our warrior had been wounded three times during his service in the war. To make this story even more incredible, in 1945, when victory was declared in Europe, our warrior friend had still not even reached his 21st birthday. Our friend's legend would continue to grow as he returned home with a hero's welcome from war and actor James Cagney would convince him to eventually embark on an acting career. He was humble and shy, but with nothing more than his good looks and no real talent by his own account, he would end up starring in more than 40 films, source Arlington National Cemetery. If you didn't already know, if you didn't already know, you may be sitting there and thinking, Brandon, who is this warrior? This would be none other than the great American hero, Audie Murphy. Heading, the wrap up. So why did I want to bring Audie Murphy's life into this discussion? 
Well, like Schrodinger's cat, based on a simple observation, it's easy to see that Audie Murphy's life was full of extreme challenges and difficult realities from his childhood all the way into his young adulthood. Given what we know about how he faced those challenges when doing so, it propelled him each time into another challenge, an opportunity which ultimately resulted in him completing his hero's journey to become the American icon that we know him to be. In that moment that Audie Murphy had to face off against the Germans, he didn't have time to take a hit of copium and engage in a circus of mental gymnastics, all in an effort to ignore the reality of what was facing him and his men. In that moment, he realized that he had to act, and he had to do so immediately. I titled this episode Equilibrium. Equilibrium is a state of intellectual or emotional balance. When referring to this concept, we tend to think about the equilibrium of a respective individual. But the reality that can be observed is that society as a whole is made up of millions of individuals. Because of this makeup, there is an imbalance in society of large groups of individuals who lack balance of intellectually and and emotionally because many of them are addicted to copium. And as a result, they select every other method of avoiding reality, including a Pollyanna approach. When the problems of society come face-to-face with society as a whole, the imbalance that exists resides in the divide between action men and women like Audie Murphy that are sounding the alarm and running headfirst into the fight while the rest of the population is frozen in fear and hitting their preferred dose of copium. Until society can break their addiction to copium, there cannot be equilibrium. This is because the reality is the enemy exists here involving the traitors within our own government as well as the expanding influence from the CCP. Not wanting to accept that doesn't mean we have two realities like Schrodinger's cat where there is an enemy present in one and simultaneously not present in the other as long as we don't acknowledge it. No, in this case the observation has already been made. Now the question is whether or not You're addicted to copium, and if so, then this platform is serving to be your intervention. I hope you enjoyed today's article podcast. If so, I hope you would choose to support this platform as part of the Patriot Economy as well. Be an emissary of freedom and help to push this piece out to your friends, family, and co-workers. In order for both you and me to influence and strengthen our society, we must not stay idle. So please make sure you hit the subscribe and share buttons here, here below. Spreading messages like this one is how we influence our culture, and I need your help in order to do it. Also, listen to this episode here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Pocket Cast. If you like this podcast and the message, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating on the Spotify platform. Also, to connect with me, make sure you join me here on Twitter, Facebook, Getter, and now Substack's new social media called Notes. Stay strong, stay focused, stay active. Have a great day and a great July the 4th. And list, uh, recently there was a study that came out uh, that said patriotism was at an all-time low. Okay? And uh, we need to work to change that. So this holiday, and especially if you're connected with me on my Facebook group, I'm doing a special giveaway. So if you're a free-time listener, you can earn a membership all you have to do is go in, in, on to the Facebook community page, the official Substack of Brandon Ritchie, 
and there if you are not already joined you can join and then there i'm holding a contest if you want to show off your most patriotic gear i'm going to select top three top prizes first place is a six-month comp for for the paid membership to become a paid member for free Uh, second place is a three-month comp and and third place is a one-month comp and i'll select three winners and if you post up your most patriotic gear uh, go and find the post there with the directions and uh, if you have questions just email me there on the messenger and i'll be glad to help so with that note Stay strong, stay focused, stay active, and have a great day.